Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your on camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. Now, knowledge is power. If we don't know something, then we can't do anything about it. It's like when you know, when people like they're nervous to launch or they're nervous to put a new product out there. And when I ask them, what's the worst that, that can happen? And they go, well, what if no one buys? Well, if no one buys and you've tried, at least you've got some knowledge about what you did and what results you got. And you can do something with that. Whereas if you don't even try, if you don't even do something in the first place, then you literally have no idea how it's going to work. So the same with being productive. The first thing to do is recognize how and where you spend your time. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 278. 
You are listening to your dream business podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How the Devil Are You? I hope you're doing really well. I hope you're back fully in the swing of things now. We're a good way through January, so I really hope that you are back and feeling energised and ready to go. I know that lots of people had a slower start to this year, so I'm really hopeful that you are feeling ready to take on whatever this year might throw at us. So one of the things I do in the club, and I thought I would share with you, is we have challenges. Every so often we do a focus on a challenge where it just means that we are all focusing on the same thing or that we are all working towards a similar goal. And it just keeps everybody focused. It just keeps everybody driven and motivated. And at the beginning of January, one of the challenges I like to do is a productivity challenge, because this is the time where we might be struggling to get back in the swing of things. We might be struggling to be productive. But I think generally at any point, it's good to kind of go back to some of those productivity things. I know that even though I have a kind of routine and I know what I'm kind of, I know what makes me work well and what doesn't, I still have to remind myself to do it. It's still not always as easy as just once you've done it, once you've got it, not at all. So I thought I would share with you the things that I suggest that my members do to help them be more productive in their world and things that I do. So the very first thing I get to do them at the beginning of the week, they get one thing a day to do is I get them to track their time. Now, this might seem like a little bit counterproductive given I'm giving them something else to do on top of the things that they're already doing. However, when we track our time, we actually get knowledge of where we're spending our time. Now, knowledge is power. If we don't know something, then we can't do anything about it. It's like when, you know, when people like they're nervous to launch or they're nervous to put a new product out there. And when I ask them, what's the worst that, that can happen? And they go, well, what if no one buys? Well, if no one buys and you've tried, at least you've got some knowledge about what you did and what results you got. And you can do something with that. Whereas, if you don't even try, if you don't even do something in the first place, then you literally have no idea how it's going to work. So the same with being productive. The first thing to do is recognise how and where you spend your time. And I think you will be surprised. We had lots of lovely comments in the group about things that they were surprised about, about how they were spending their time, how much time things took. This is always a classic. Like sometimes when you're putting off something really big, it never takes half as long as you imagine it will. However, sometimes when you think, oh, I'll just do that one thing, hours later, you're still doing that thing. So for me, it's about knowledge. Like I said, it's about not beating yourself up that that thing took forever. It's about going, actually, in the future, when I'm planning that in again, I know it's going to take me longer than I think. So let's give that two hours instead of one. So that's the first thing. They have to go through and track their time. So if you're going to do this, if you track your time, then I would say literally have a piece of paper to the right of you. If you are old school, if you want to do it online, there's lots of apps that can do it. And for every 30 minutes of every day, you can literally write down, what am I doing? And I will write down things like peeing around if I can't remember what it was I just did. So yeah, but that in itself helps you be productive because then you start realising that's where I'm wasting time. And 
sometimes, like I said, just the act of writing things down makes you a little bit more productive. So that's the first thing I ask them to do. And then I get them to kind of just give that some thought and have a look at it and think, is there places that is eating my time up? Is there something else I can do? So the next thing I get them to do is I get them to plan their day. Now, I have to say, this is one of the most productive things that I can do in my business that makes me really productive. Am I always good at doing it? Absolutely not. Sometimes I'm dreadful, but I can tell I've been dreadful because of how little I might have got done in a day. So I will plan my day every 30 minutes again. So so I'll start with the meetings I've got. Obviously, I'll book in any calls, any meetings. Then I tend to put a bit of time in in the morning for prep and do my morning routine and that sort of thing. Obviously, I make sure I put lunch in and then I try and work out what time I want to finish and then I fill in the gaps. So I look at what's on my to-do list. I look at what's on my kind of plan for the week and I try and fill in the things I need to do in between those things. If you've got a big project, what I find really useful is if you're not sure, well, if you think to yourself, right, this is a huge project, it's going to take ages, I would still put in an hour or two to work on it, knowing that you're going to stop after that hour or two, just because then it's, it gets it started. Whereas sometimes with these projects, they're so big and you think, oh, I need like a whole two, three days for that. Then you never get started. So actually just giving yourself like an hour or two to start to work on it, just like gets it out of the way started. So yeah, so that's the next thing I do. And basically, like I said, I plan in when I'm taking breaks. I even plan in times where I put like, you know, emails, social, messing around. So I just put in things like that as well, just so that I've got space to do all these things. I don't pretend I don't do them. I just make sure I plan in the space. And then I try and stick to it. Obviously, I don't beat myself up if something goes awry and I don't manage everything I say. I just use that as more knowledge, more information and then maybe put the things back on my plan for the next day. But at least I've given myself a bit of a plan and somewhere to go with that. So the next thing I asked them to do was to look at removing any distractions. Now, for me, distractions are the normal stuff that is for everybody. Social media, emails, voice notes, Slack, all those kind of things that disrupt your day. And I want them to think about, is there actually ways they can avoid them or remove them? And what can they do about them? So for instance, if you are distracted by emails, you could put your computer on do not disturb so that you only look at emails twice a day or three times a day. If you are distracted by social media, and if you work in social media, this is very hard. But again, kind of keep focused, keep bringing yourself back to it saying, you know, okay, I got distracted, but I'm going to stop now. One of the things I say all the time, we have an online event every year called Saw in the club for members only. And a couple of years back, we had a phenomenal speaker called Laura Try, And Laura's rode the ocean. So she rode from like, I'm going to get this really wrong. And she's a dear friend. And I'll, I feel awful that I don't know this, but somewhere like from Spain-ish part of the world, all the way over to Antigua. So they were on the ocean for like 70 odd days, I think it was. I'm probably absolutely getting this wrong. But anyway, it was a long play, long way and they rode. And Laura came and did a talk for Saw, which was so inspirational and everyone was in tears in the end. And one of the things she said is the work that they did on the boat, because they were obviously rowing and they did something like two hours on, two hours off. So she never slept for more than like two hours the entire time. And maybe it's 40 odd days. Anyway, whatever it was, it was a flipping long time. So she, everything they did, everything, the, how they spent their time had to be focused around 
would it make the boat go faster? So they never did an activity unless it made them get to Antigua quicker than they would have done. So things like having to stop the boat to take off all of the, see, I'm going to get so wrong, but like barnacles, is that right? On Off the bottom of the boat. So they would stop the boat, which would feel counterproductive because obviously they could keep rowing, but actually by stopping and cleaning off the bottom of the boat meant that they could row faster and that wouldn't hold them back. So one of the things I ask myself all the time is, is it going to make the boat go faster? So even though I'm not rowing to Antigua, you'd be pleased to hear, because I probably wouldn't manage 10 minutes. But I ask myself that all the time. So if I do get distracted by one of these distractions, I very quickly go, is this making the boat go faster? Is there? And if the answer is no, then I stop. And it's not always easy, but I think that reminder for me really, really helps me. So think about your distractions. What can you get rid of? What can you move? Even things like family. I have to say, like sometimes if my doors open in my office, people will interrupt me if they walk past. Um, But if I close my door, they don't interrupt me. So if I need some focus time, maybe I just close my door for a bit. Okay. So the next thing, this is like over five days. So day four was eat that frog. Now you've all probably heard of this concept or read the book. However, I constantly find myself having to remind myself of this, that often we will put off the thing that we don't want to do and it will loom over us like something huge. So whatever that big thing is that you are putting off, that's the thing you do first because the sense of satisfaction and how happy you're going to feel once you've done that is going to be huge. And like I said, weirdly with these things, they often take way less time than you think. However, with the things that you think, oh, I'll just change that one thing on the website, then three hours later, you're still messing around. Um, And I I don't mean messing around, I mean still trying to do it. So yeah, so what is the one thing that you've been putting off and put it at the top of your list and do it first? And that's a really powerful one. Like I said, very simple, but very powerful. If you haven't read the book, do read the book. It's basically, it says what it does on the tin, but you know, it's, it's good. And the last one that I did, because it was Monday to Friday, is plan your week ahead. One of my favourite things, and this is weird, I don't know why it's my favourite thing, but I actually really enjoy looking at my diary for the following week and writing down what I've got coming in, because I feel more organised. Even though at the end of every day, I have to remind myself what's tomorrow, and I have to make sure, like, this is this is terrible, but I I used to be really good at waking up uber early. Like I did wake up at four or five and that was great and I was good. And I've got out of that habit. And now to the point where I have to look, if I've got something in at nine, I've got to set an alarm for like seven to make sure I'm awake. I don't know if it was Christmas lying in. I don't know what it was, but anyway. So yeah, so every night I double check what tomorrow holds, what meetings I've got. And every morning when I plan my day, I obviously put in my meetings that day. So The final thing I got them to do was to have a look at what they've got coming up so they could stay focused. Note down what went well that week that we've just had, what didn't go so well, were there places where you were distracted, were there tasks that took longer. Like I said, the only way we're going to improve is to measure what we're doing and learn from it. So like I said, planning the following week coming up is always something I do as well. So as always, these episodes are now going to be kind of short and sweet, just for you to kind of take something in. Hopefully I'll give you something. I'd really love some feedback from you guys. I'd really like to know what is it you want me to talk about. I am always kind of, I love talking about the mindset stuff and I love talking about the slightly kind of woo stuff. Although I did say I wasn't going to say that word, but I really struggled to find another word for it. Um, But do you want more practical things? Do you want to mix of both? I'd really love to hear what you think. 
Anyway, that's it for today. Hopefully you will now have a very productive week. If you do something particularly brilliant that helps with productivity, please let me know. I would really love to hear from you. I love hearing from you. One of the things that brings me joy is community and hearing from people and connecting with people. So if you've never dropped into my DMs or commented on a thing, please do so. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, have the most wonderful week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.